This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstworld.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. They ship worldwide. They got everything from signed comic books, signed wrestling figures, signed sports memorabilia. Anything you need or want, it is there at your fingertips. Best thing, they update daily, so they have new product every day. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Masks, Final Fantasy VI, and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products on the market, look no further and visit LegacySubs.com and use promo code THEPODCAST. You'll receive 10% off. They got everything from sleeping aids to muscle building to everything in between for you athletes out there or for anyone who wants to feel better. So please visit Legacy Sports Nutrition today. And if you want to support me directly, please visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t t-shirts to travel mugs anything you need or want it is there but the most important thing the freest thing the thing everyone should be doing that takes you two seconds please rate subscribe review on all major platforms most specifically apple podcast stitcher tune in soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. so this week's guest is a rapper a dj an author a streamer a podcaster and a writer <laughs> he holds a guinness world record and is a billboard charter Returning guest, Mega Ran. Hey, I'm back again. What's going on? What's up? Thank you once again for doing this. And okay, I ran down everything you've done. Is there anything else you want to add on to that list before we get started? Well, um, I can now add foster parent oh, to that list. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Um, I saw that. A few yes. months ago, we, uh, we are fostering a beautiful young baby boy and uh that's definitely changed things around this place as far as the dynamic and sleeping and getting things done and yeah my world has been completely flipped and um but it's awesome like to be able to like personally affect a life in this way has been uh, a really great experience so far i could only imagine well the listeners know i've been married for over 20 years me and my wife have no kids we don't want kids we don't want anything to be doing with parents not because we don't like kids we just that's our path we got many plenty of kids around us so and so forth and so on but i don't know how it is so what was like what's what was the biggest surprise that you were not expecting when you first got your kid well they always people say like oh man sleep is out the window yeah, and right. like yada yada and so i guess i was kind of expecting that but i, I on a positive side, I wasn't expecting to be able to see growth in the kid in real time. And like, you know, every two, three days, like you see something new, they pick up a new mannerism, Mm -hmm. you know, they're starting to respond differently, like making different noises. Like it's really like amazing just to see 
this this baby like become a human you know what i mean like it's it's so cool to be able to see it in real time like oh he didn't know that last week and now he knows that you know and it's been dope to, like he started playing with uh like the little what do they call them, the mobiles or whatever that sure. are swinging in front of him and he's like yeah. slapping at it and stuff <laughs> that's and awesome. like yes like that's so cool you know uh so yeah like it's just that part it's just seeing seeing the real-time growth sure. and development of his brain has been like awesome See, and that's the other thing too, because, okay, I, the reason why I don't really want kids, long story short is I took care of my niece as a child. I was very young. I, like I brought her up. She's like my daughter, right? So now she had her kid. So I feel like I'm one of the youngest grandfathers on the planet, but that's besides the point. So I'm seeing her kid now grow up and I've totally forgot. And again, being 18 at the time, taking care of her, I really didn't see those things. I was more preoccupied in feeding her and just keeping her alive, right? So... Yeah. Now, fast forward, and I see her with her kid, and because of COVID, whatever, there's restrictions, so we do a lot of Zooms stuff, right? Every time I talk to that kid, now he's, a, he, he's two and a half, two and something like that. It's true. Every new thing. Like, he went from not talking to knowing the alphabet to saying this. Now he's like, hey, guys, look at this, guys. And I'm like, this little two-year-old is saying guys. Like, what, what's that? Yeah, like, how does, he, how does he know this? Like, right? It's amazing. Like, seeing, seeing yeah, like, it, it's just wild, man. It's so wild. Oh, that's so. How was your Christmas and New Year's then with the little one? Oh, it was great. You know, he just slept a lot, which is what he does. He sleeps, he poops, you know, he tries. Um, but man, he got spoiled so much, you know, like between the diapers, between the the cool clothes, like he got so much cool stuff. And uh, I know that that's just going to continue. Like, people love to spoil babies. That's so, um, yeah, he's just got everything so it all became about him you know where we would normally do our christmas you know we still kept our a lot of our christmas traditions you know we got in pajamas the night before christmas sure. and you know and <laughs> uh open stockings and then on christmas day we sat in our pajamas all day and nice. you know just open presents and so we got pajamas that matched for him so that was really cool um but yeah christmas was great man like just being uh most importantly being able to have us all together nice. you know family and um you know we kept it small it was just you know three four of us and uh my mom got to hang out with him and get to know him and that's that's been real cool oh that's awesome Terry. okay now you were brought up in philly you had always white christmases out there cold christmases how do you how there was a transition going to phoenix and dealing with christmas because i think that's the biggest thing about going to like good weather all the time is it's just about christmas to me <laughs> Oh yeah, there's no. Well, I mean, today it was really chilly. Like for example, it's like today okay. we had a really chilly day, but we're never going to see snow. So of course, you know, I I actually like that. You know, the fact oh, that okay, okay. I can um because we've had to live when you live in the snow, as you you probably know, yep. you have to then continue to work through it. You got to go to work. You got to commute. <laughs> you got to dig your car out. You got to heat it up. You know, it's right. over time. And I don't miss those days at <laughs> all, man. Like that was the day. I think we had a really bad snowstorm in Philly, and then 2006 or seven. Okay. Yeah. And it snowed until like April, like end of April. Sure. And I was just like, "This is too much, man." And uh, and it was that day that I started like seeking like a new place to live that would be warmer. And uh, I was between like Miami, Phoenix, and hmm, I don't remember what the other place was. I think it was maybe Vegas. Oh, nice. Okay. And um. And then it was Phoenix that that called me. I had a I had a job offer here to, to teach, right. and uh, so I was like, "Well, let me try it." And I didn't expect to be here this long, but yeah, it's been a. Uh, you don't have to shovel sunshine, as they say here. Oh, see, that's the dream. And up here in Canada, obviously, we don't have a south. Like we have probably what the closest thing may be Vancouver, but even this year, it's been crazy. It's even colder in Vancouver than it's been in like areas from Toronto and Montreal, right? So wow. we don't have a place to go down south, so to speak. So we can't get away. So you Americans at least have that if that option yeah, if you are sick that. of it. <laughs> that's true. We can we can and like the cool thing about Phoenix is like if I really want to see snow, I can drive two hours north to That's Flagstaff right. and to other places that yeah, yeah. you will see snow in the mountains. So I could just go and see it, build a snowman, and then get out of there and come back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So 2021, huge year for you, my friend. You did so many projects, dropped so many stuff throughout the year. Like so many things I want to touch on, but the big one that I think, in my opinion, was the Live 95 Basketball Diaries album that you dropped. I'm assuming this was a passion project. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't even expect this to become, you know, as big as it did. But okay. I think that's a lesson that I've learned with myself is to always treat everything like like it's a big deal. You know, 
know, like put your all behind it. And as I was working on the album, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a little something. You know, I haven't done a like an a, 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 an album that was I felt like was for me oh. in, a, in a while. Okay. And so as a big basketball fan, I was like, well, let me just try to work on like a like a love letter to basketball. And it was supposed to be like a five track EP. Okay. And then when I, I kept going and it just got bigger and bigger and better and better. And I was like, well, let's just keep going. And um, people loved it, man. And I, and I thought, you know, as like people identify me as a nerd, nerd rapper, nerdcore rapper. And sure. I immediately thought like, Sports is the opposite of what you know what nerds want to deal with and sure. what see. So I, I assumed I was going to get maybe not backlash, but just like a lot of people not really understanding it or, or vibing with it. But uh, but surprisingly, people really really dug it, and I think um, it's just fun telling stories from you know growing up. You know, Philadelphia is a big basketball town, and you know we've had so many you know greats come out of there from. Kobe and on, you know, so it, it was just great to think back to those days where there's a basketball court everywhere and everyone just wanted to be Jordan or Iverson and, you know, and, uh, and the nineties, particularly in basketball was just some, so, like a, such a special time. And, uh, and so that was where the title line 95 came from. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm real proud of the record, man. I really am. Like, I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel. I wasn't trying to get in there and experiment with new flows and new, new, you know, like conceptually, I didn't sure. do that. I think what I really wanted to do concept wise was to tell stories that I had never told before and open up a part of me that had never really been explored. And I think I did that and I really enjoy it. No, of course. And I enjoyed it a lot too. I want to touch on a few tracks. I don't want to run down the whole album, obviously, time permitting, right? But everybody go check it out. It's available everywhere. It's actually even available in cassette form and vinyl. Why decide to yeah. drop it on those formats as well? Because I'm old school, man, yeah. you know, like, there you, go. you know, I, man, the greatest feeling of my life, I mean, I'm old, so the greatest yeah. feeling used to be, you know, running from school to the local record shop, grabbing a cassette, of course, reading the inside of it on the bus, right? on the way home, while I have it on a Sony Walkman, listening to it, like, <laughs> that was just a, a very special memory for me, and so, I don't even know if people can even find cassette players these days, but I, I think for the nostalgia folks and it also comes with a, a digital download code oh, there you go. but um but being able to to open like the crack open a cassette and to open up like full unfold this liner and read like the making of the album it's, it's such a cool feeling for for us old hits well and that's the thing like even myself like my wife god bless her she's transitioned fully into the digital era she would rather read on her t- tablet instead of physical form me i love the touch i love the smell there's something about it i don't know i don't know again like you said maybe it's a nostalgia thing where it brings you back to like the 80s and 90s and the good old days when you had less stuff to deal with like you know what i mean so i i, I don't know I, but yeah I, I miss those formats so much man i really do i do too man i've just gotten into like audiobooks like i really do appreciate okay. an audiobook you know like if you're washing dishes or driving oh, you can sense. read a book at the same time you know sure. so i just recently that's also what i did we, we put our book onto audiobook and i think last time i talked to you maybe i just maybe finished and i was just putting out yes, the book exactly and um and now it it took so long because you have to get into the studio and read your book oh, and make it right. engaging and interesting. And so it was it's like eight hours of reading, which wow. is what we kept. So it's like 10, 12 hours of actually doing it, you know, so it's hard work. And, you know, I love reading. I think I'm a good reader. But when you're just reading your own words over and over again, it can get a little tedious. So um that was cool. I can see now why people hire other people to do those things. Oh. But for me, I don't really want to read a book unless the author is reading it in their voice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I got one book, somebody's book, and it was some other author reading. Um, I think it's a Dusty Rhodes book. Now, sure. now you know, rest in peace, Dusty Rhodes. But like getting a, a person that, to read Dusty Rhodes' book and trying to and me imitate him oh and, no uh, that's not it's good. like nah and then they're pronouncing wrestlers names wrong shut up I'm like oh, oh come on man yeah, that's not good. <laughs> like it was disappointing so yeah i, I need the actual writer if possible. actually that makes sense because i tried getting into audiobooks but it was the same thing it wasn't the author and their perspective because it's different when it's your own work right like s- someone does it who's uh, ice t actually does a lot of them he does a lot of audiobooks right and i don't think i'd be able to read an ice t romance novel like you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. that, that's just me nothing against the guy but shit it's yeah. different <laughs> hey 
yeah, I laid it down softly. <laughs> <laughs> I told a girl, about to go law and order on you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Back to the album. Okay, so I love the intro because, of course, Tim Kittrow, he's former guest, friend of the show, loved the guy to death, yeah. and that voice is so iconic. And again, it harkens back to the 90s, the good old days, Dude, like you I know what I mean? Give, I, I have to actually give you props because you, when you told me about getting on the show the first time, you sent right. me some old episodes to okay, listen okay. to. And Tim Kitzrow was one of the guests that sure. I listened and I was like, oh my God, this is the voice of my childhood. And I got so excited about hearing him talk <laughs> that I started looking up ways to like hire him oh, to shit. speak on the album. Nice. So it definitely came from that. Like you jogged something loose in that process. So I was like, oh yeah, let me see if I can get him to do this. And he did a great job, of course. Uh, he gave me like three different, you know, ones oh, to okay. choose from. And uh, yeah, man, so I was really happy to have, have him involved. So uh, I got to thank you for that. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. That's awesome to hear. And you even got like Muggsy Bogues too. And again, being from Toronto, he's a former Raptor. So obviously I know a lot about Bogues, right? So that was yeah. a nice little tip of the old hat there too. And just everything from top to like Flight 2.0, like you mentioned it, everybody wanted to be like Jordan. To this day, can you still believe I use the terminology that guy wants to be like Mike. And my wife's always like, why do you say that all the time? I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If you don't know, you don't know. You don't know, you don't know. But that was a moment, you know, like the whole the Gatorade commercials and, you know, like everybody on the court, you know, was trying to do something that Jordan did. Right. And, um, yeah, that was just like a phenomenon, you know. And so exactly. through that, you know, I, I through that lens, you know, part of why we buy the expensive shoes is the same thing. Like we may not admit like, oh, I think this shoe's gonna make me fly like Jordan. No, yep. but you but it's still like a part of our culture to be like, yo, if you can wear what Mike wears, then you know, you get extra coolness, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Like flight's an important one to me. It, you know, I feel like some songs most of the record it's for me sure. for sure but like i don't know if the the lay person understood my full like like uh love for sneakers you know mm, like okay. as much as you know as much as nerdy as i am about video games i'm just as nerdy about sneakers you know <laughs> sure. or comic books and or uh, basketball players statistics you know what i mean so oh, wow. uh so it was good to be able to explore that that side of me you know and um and basically it's talking about how we're all flawed man like i know that these sneakers are overpriced i know right. that they're not gonna make me fly like michael jordan you know? <laughs> like i i know that they're probably being made by someone who's in a real tough situation and not getting paid fairly for it you right. know but they look cool and they make me feel awesome so it's like a really tough like a uh, dichotomy and then a struggle within that i deal with you know and so i wanted to make sure to put that on the record you know and that little sample at the end what was that from again because i have it like on repeat in my mind i'm like what's that song what's that from what's that from well it, it is um it is from a tribe called quest Thank song you. uh find there find a way yes okay. um as soon as you said that yep classic record uh exactly love it and so yeah we just wanted to give a little nod back like the whole thing is a, a nod to the 90s the entire album so yes, it is. uh you know from the beginning it's a, a play on the sports center theme yep. you know from back in the day to like every, everything about it like the entire album is just a love letter to the 90s and i, I tried to just go as hard as i could on that that vibe yeah, well, and speaking of other people who graced the album, you had got Tim Hardaway on there. And speaking of about the inside of basketball in the 90s and all that, beautiful. Because it, it is, it's true. It's so different from today. Basketball back then, I think, in my opinion, was fun and was a spectacle. Like now, I think it's more of a job. It's more of like, and plus, no one's allowed to be themselves. And, and the sports evolved so much where everyone is an all-star, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like everyone has a starting five that could potentially be on an all-star team in any other decade. That's true. Yeah. Like the level of skill has gone up, man. I just think about how like so many players from those days wouldn't wouldn't be valuable today. Right. You know what I mean? Because they didn't maybe have the skill set that people love now. You know, yep. I don't know. They would find a way to make Dennis Robin like not, <laughs> not essential. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they because, oh, he can't shoot three pointers, you know. So it's like, oh, yeah. well, he can't shoot a three. So he's not important, you know. Um, but yeah, like so many of those things, like just the art of hustling, rebounding, uh, you know, doing things that don't show up in the stat sheet are yeah. not as important these days. It's like, nah, man, you got to have a pull up three-point shot you got to be able to dunk you know you got to be able to drive to the hoop you know and it's like no nah, those intangibles are just as important so yeah 
Yeah, not kidding. You also snuck in a wrestling song in there, Faces of Fear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the wrestling was just as important to me in the 90s as basketball. So um, shout out to Shape of the Dark Lord. We kind of go back and forth on some, you know, classic wrestling references. Yes. Um, you know, Saturday mornings, wrestling was such a big part of our, our lives growing up in the 80s and 90s. And um, of course. and later, you know, with WCW and, and uh, you know, WWF and the classic stuff. So, uh, so yeah, names it Faces of Fear after this team, this Barbarian and Ming. Yep. And these are like two of the toughest guys you know back in the day and uh they didn't talk a lot they just came in the ring and just whooped you you know and uh i, I really uh i really enjoyed them so i wanted to I always wanted to make a song you know named after them so uh yeah shout out to schaefer for getting on that and speaking of stuff that doesn't work back then in today's world imagine them two today oh they can't speak on the mic they're no good see you later you know what i mean yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah if they don't have a certain tool oh they can't do a dive over the top <laughs> rope so now nah, we don't we don't need them you know like <laughs> like come on and i popped out the end thank you for adding the infamous scott steiner promo beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 oh man it's one of the greatest moments of wrestling history you know uh i'm i'm just in awe that he could recite that so well you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've seen some graphics, like YouTube graphics okay. of, of people trying to break down this diner <laughs> oh math promo. <laughs> and they're like, a lot of it is accurate. You know what I mean? Like, right, he right. was really going in. And it's like, how did he remember all these specific numbers right? to do that promo? Like, it, it's it's amazing. Like, <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's awesome. And w- w- what are your thoughts on Braun Breaker, his nephew? Over at in NXT. Oh man, he's great, man. I think he's a star, dude. He's the best part of NXT right now for me. Like I'm really enjoying him. I don't get to watch the show very often, but when okay. I do, like I make sure to check for him. Like he's he's the real deal. Like for I sure. Think so. I think so too. And I wouldn't doubt that he is on the main roster by the end of this year at least. Well, let's hope that's a good thing. I mean, a lot of well, guys get to I the know. main roster and just disappear. So uh, maybe let him, let him, you know, let him cook a little bit out there, you know, and really come into his own because a lot of these guys, man, they just move them up almost to like get them out of there, like to to make it the first step to releasing them almost. So it's very that's strange. True, process, I never thought about you know? that. Yeah, I know because even looking back now, thinking who made that jump like quick fast, I think. The one who really stands out is like Kevin Owens, who's still mainstream. You know yeah. what I mean? Other than that, who's made that jump and stayed like a main event level, right? Uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody really. You know, like a lot of guys just they don't they don't make that transition very well. So it can be tough. So I would say let these guys like cook a little bit more and learn the business and learn the ropes before you throw them to the wolves. You know? Yeah, exactly. Okay, back to the album again. 1995, Generation of Miracles. Again, speaking of 90s, this to me sounded like it could be right out of a 90s soundtrack movie. Like, you know, like something about it, it just like, I I don't know, like it just had that feel because the 90s and the early 2000 movies had that different feel. Like me and my wife went through a freaking deep dive of old movies from like Armageddon to Die Hard to God knows what else we've watched in between. You know what I mean? Where it was like those action movies from start to finish. Awesome. Like, and then the soundtrack that accompanies it. Like, so I could see this fitting into one of those movies. Thank you, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, it was just more like a stream of consciousness, me just kind of telling some stories about growing up and what was happening in the 90s. And, you know, for me, I was ready to go off to college and, like, become a man and learn a lot about myself and, sure. and, and life in general. And then, like, sports were happening and wrestling was happening. So there were so many things around that were, like, inspiring me to to, try, to be the person that I would eventually be. So, yeah, uh, shout out to my man G1 to the rescue. Did that beat. I really, really love that beat so much. Oh, yes. And, um so he did it. He did it with a sample, and then we later on got a horn player, like a brass band, to come in and play on top of that, and that really like brought this to another level. So uh, super proud of it. I just shot a video to it actually, oh, and okay. uh, that's coming out soon. Oh, nice. Yeah, because me, I was gonna bring that up. It's like you read my mind. The horns in this, like, I love any type of bassy horn. In a hip hop track, like to me, it all harkens back to like the victory from from Biggie, like you know what I mean. Which yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. is a rip from Rocky, but like that strong symphony, like you said, oh my god! In a hip hop track done correctly, yeah, it beautiful. takes it to another place, right? Yeah. Like it just makes you hype. There's just something about it. Like I had like goosebumps listening to it almost. Mm, thank you, thank you. <laughs> nice. And what, my absolute favorite to me was Godly Dreams, like the hook. Ooh. ooh. 
Oh my god! And I could actually relate to the maybe because I could relate to the song the most out of everything that was on this album. And it's the chill beat. I like to smoke weed every once in a while, so to smoke a nice spliff and listen to this track, oh, chef's yeah. kiss, my friend. Thank you, man. And then, you know, I, I wanted to make that song to let people know, like it's not all like you know, sunshine and rainbows to, <laughs> to quote Rocky. You know, like <laughs> life ain't always easy. You know, like and even for me at that time, and thinking back to the nineties, like there's been times that i was completely confused on like where to go what to sure. do you've been pulled in so many directions people telling you oh man go do this and go do that and be this type of person and and it's not all positive and like i i love to <laughs> exude positivity and tell positive stories but you know but sometimes i get I, I feel a little lost and that was the song for for people who like you know might want to sit back and think about things and and try to figure out which way to go so uh yeah thank you that was like a, the last song i did for the al- oh, album okay and i wasn't sure if it was going to make it oh and uh and my engineer was like dude you gotta put this on there and i was like are you sure man you know like i'm doing a little singing and you know i wasn't sure <laughs> Uh, about myself on that sure. and he's like nah man the lyrics are so good yes. like this is so relatable mm-hmm. like this is something that i feel like you need to need to put on here so so i did so yeah man i'm really glad i did shout out to dn3 who made that beat um i also yes. originally did it for a, a game soundtrack oh uh, there's okay. a video game called incarno that is going to come out hopefully this year okay. that is going to use that on the soundtrack oh even better nice so i wrote that through the eyes of one of the characters like you'll oh. see when they when the game comes out okay gotcha gotcha and you mentioned you're gonna make a, a new video but your first video was for tractor beam why did you decide to do it animated Oh, man. Well, because what I wanted to do with Tractor Beam, I knew that I didn't have the budget to actually <laughs> with with myself. Okay, you gotcha. Know, I wanted to be in like a big sound stage, sure. and, like dancers <laughs> and something like extremely extravagant. But uh, uh, but I was like during COVID and with a budget, we were like, all right, let's try to make it fun and animated. And so it's funny. It took like three different forms. The animated 8-bit stuff you see in the, in the video. Mm-hmm originally was the entire video like it would begin middle end that same way and then i was like well what if the at some point the, the whole video gets like upgraded like it gets put through like a, oh. a retro upgrade chip and then sure. turns into a different <laughs> style and then i met this guy heath uh from uh, not real toys on instagram okay. who is an incredible animator man i mean he made me look like a freaking pixar character and um did such a good job so yeah. at the midway point a completely different director steps in and then it transforms right, right. into the the in cockpit you know rapping cartoony stuff that you see mm-hmm. um so yeah and that was a big like that was on purpose for sure we wanted to make it like upgrade where we would go from like and it was kind of um like a symbolic thing for me too like i've been the retro gaming guy for a long time the sure. 8-bit 16-bit guy but I was like, well, let's step it up to like 32 bit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like maybe show some growth. And this was a song that showed growth for me as a songwriter. You know, like this is the first time I completely wrote, produced, recorded, arranged a song of mm-hmm. mine. Okay. You know, and, and Tractor Beam was the first time that ever happened. Where like there was the, the there's a guy who played horn on it, but like every every piece of music was written by myself. Like I didn't need a extra you know producer mix or whatever. <laughs> um, and so it was. It was very nerve wracking, you know, to to make a song like that. But you know, I feel like I got over a hump. So it was definitely like an elevation, and that's kind of what's uh, what's shown in the video. Yeah. No, that's cool. And you said it. You almost cut out "Godly Dreams." Was there anything you did cut out that didn't make it? And okay, and and this follow up question after that: Do you have like a vault full of unreleased tracks that you eventually want to release, or you're like, no, 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 that's just for me. It's dying with me, and that's it. <laughs> there's always songs to cut off each album. Like I, I make sure to do maybe 20 and then I, oh, and then I pick wow. from 13 or 14. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I run them by like my producers, my, my engineers, I run it by like three, four people like, all right, is this a keeper? Is this not, you know? So there's a couple that did not make the cut that I actually do want to release at some point. Oh. So that's what I have Patreon for. So every month I do two songs on Patreon. So some of them are, brand new tracks that I create for that moment. And then some of them are unreleased, you know, like, or unfinished, you know? So there's a couple of unfinished tracks that were written for this session that I really want to put out. And I will, um, because I think that they're so good that they need to come out. Um, There's at least 
two from this session that okay. I think will come out in 2022. So that's all I'll say. But you got to be close to my Patreon to, to know when and what they are. Okay, that's cool. That's cool to hear. Okay, now how about this? Did you hear the whole thing with Adele's new album and with Spotify where you can't flip the tracks? You have to listen to it the way she intended it to. So there's no shuffle. There's no skip, nothing. So it goes from the first track to the last. So okay. how yes. important is to you putting a song where on an album? Like, you know what I mean? Like, does it matter to you or do you just throw it all up on there and you're like, whatever, it's going to be randomized anyways. Uh, it's super important. I never okay. think about, I never knew that it's randomized. I think, I think if you're like a, what is it? If you're a free customer on Spotify or something, sure. you don't get to listen to the music in order. Like, oh, I think that's okay. what it is. Okay. So if that. you have a paid subscription, you can listen right. straight through in order. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, but like, playlisting culture has kind of changed that you know right? remember your old albums where at the end of the record or you'd have a skit you know what of i mean course. Be, like, <laughs> be connected to the song even it'd be like oh there's two extra minutes of us just talking and you know uh, a skit happening right, people right. don't people are afraid to do that now because your song might get put into a playlist and be coming up next to some other song and so you could be playing that at your halloween party or your viewers <laughs> party and then you know the the vibe gets killed because I hear you, you know yeah. you want to be uh, the, you don't do the skit when you're outside <laughs> in the rain talking about the old days. Man, man, the old days were so cool. Oh, man, shit. Yeah, remember we used to do this? And it's like people are like, "Where's the music?" You know, and then they cut to the next track. So yeah. a lot of that stuff is, is changing how people create now because okay. we're thinking about you know fit it into this two and a half to three and a half minute window of music. Nothing long, uh, nothing that changes up too much, right. um, and songs that will fit into a playlist. But when I create the songs, I lay them all out. You know, I know from when I'm done. Actually, with this, I I was confused on the order a few times, okay. and uh, I had to be changing around. Like 1995, Generation of Miracles was almost the intro. Oh. Um, Live 95, Basketball Diaries was almost the last song. Okay. You know, so moving those around was, I was like, I don't know, because... Generation of Miracles starts with the Happy New Year 1995 thing. You know, yeah. it's Dick Clark being like, man, Happy 1995! <laughs> you know, so that seems like a good place to start an album. Sure. But not better than Tim Kitzrow, you of know, course. on the voicemail. Of you course. know, so I felt like, <laughs> no, the voicemail skit is something I'm going to stick with yeah. for this album. So therefore, doing that the way I did was, was intentional for sure. So yeah, it can be tough, but I, it's very important to me to, to listen to the album in different orders and, and, and choose. And for me, it's always kind of like a, like a roller coaster. I sure. like to start positive and that's why Godly Dreams isn't until the end, you know, and then Tractor Beam is the last because these are completely different vibes from everything else you're going to get on the rest of the album. So that's why I try to do it that way. Like give you something you're familiar with at the top. And then we start going into some real, real, real like experimental waters. Sure. No, that makes complete sense. And now speaking of how long a track is, do you care the length of a track? Cause everyone's going to complain. Like you have, like, I'm thinking, okay, going back to like, again, our era growing up, speaking of victory, a lot of the knock on that track, it's too long. But then you have Method Man and Redman, Rockwilder. People are like, that track's too short. So what's the perfect like balance? Or do you even care? There, or there it's is just... no balance. Okay. I don't think about it. I mean, some people say if it's short, it's good because they'll keep rewinding it. You know, oh, they go back and play it again. Yeah. You know, some people say, oh, it's saying. long. You know, it keeps the party going. Sure. But, and again, in the era of streaming, they're all worth the same amount you know on the stream that is true whether it's a two minute song or an 18 minute song You're right. so a lot of people are like oh well then why don't i just cut this off and make two songs out of this you know in order to get more streaming um they're saying people are doing i, I saw i do this i don't know if it actually is still online okay but he tried to like game the system and he made a 27 track album that was like each track was three seconds each what the f- <laughs> And it's just so that you no. finished the album in, right. in less than a minute. Right. And now that person got paid the same amount as if you made your 15-track, 90-minute album. You know? Wow. And so there are flaws in the streaming system, sure. which is what people will, will exploit. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was just hilarious. And to be like, oh, I'm going to do that as a, as a, like, just to see, you know. Um, but I, I like... 
I, I make a joke on Comeback Player of the Year about how like we don't do three verse songs anymore, you know. I and know. I thought that was funny because it's kind of true in rap. Like you don't really hear a third verse, and if you do, it's like maybe if that's the guest or whatever. Sure. But um, or the beat changes, or you do something different, uh, you know. Uh, you know the format of music. It continues to change, which is cool. But yeah, you of think course. back to Rapper's Delight, or the <laughs> wow. rap songs where you got eleven minute songs, <laughs> seven verses. You know, just like oh god, this guy's saying hip hop and hip and this one's talking about his dinner experiences, and this is talking about how he's Superman, and sure. this one is like every like it's just just at least could have all been different songs, you know, in today's That's world. That's true. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I think you do enough to get your point across, but I do remember Jizza from Wu-Tang Clan said, okay. uh, he said, many MCs making songs that's mad long, keep it brief, son, half as short, twice as strong. Oh. And I was like, Ooh, okay. I like it because then if you cut, you can, you can cut the fat, you know, like keep that's it short true. and, uh, and keep all the strong parts of the record together. No, that's so true. And even in the podcast world, and I'm sure you're aware of this because you're also a podcaster, it's true. If someone listens to one second or the whole episode, you get that hit. It doesn't matter. And it goes towards your algorithm. Like, like, you know what I mean? And it, it's so yeah. funny how digital has changed all that where it's not like, like you said, really buys and purchases. It's more versus what we were just talking about, right? And it's it's crazy how everything... But again, there's more avenue and there's more area for people to put out their shit too at the same time. So we can't really complain that... You're not getting, as a lot of people say, the payments or the eyes like people used to. There's no real superstar. Everyone's good. But I think it's better to have flavor versus just one or two really good ones at the top, right? I agree. I agree. It's great. It's much better to have flavor, for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you also worked with the WWE, my friend. Bucket list check, Mark, I assume? Major bucket list check. <laughs> Holy crap. Um it, it's crazy. Like I've done some things, but they've never come to fruition. Oh, like okay. I've been working in the past on some songs for WWE sure. or, you know, I, I was an extra on WWE TV once before. Okay, yeah. Um, so th- those were cool, but like to actually make a song for King Woods in the middle of his like huge moment right? was, was extremely cool for me. Like, after he won because he won the king of the ring like in like saudi so like yeah. they were like far away when it happened and um you know it was a friend of mine so so we talked at least once a week and i'm just like yo congratulations man and he's he took yeah. a while to get back because i'm like he's probably overseas sure. and then he messages me like monday morning like yo i think they're gonna let me get new music and i was like oh nice man congratulations who are you gonna get to do it man yeah. it's gonna be real cool and he was like i was thinking you and i'm like what <laughs> you know and like i couldn't believe it and um and man between somehow but from that tuesday to that friday right, right. the song was written recorded oh shit. mixed and it was on tv friday night like it was insane like stuff happens wow. fast in wwe That's so true. he was like yo i'm gonna connect you with my guy at, at production right. and boom it was the next email and he was like can you have this to me by thursday and i'm like yeah and sure enough it was on tv friday night and wow. i was just like holy crap like stuff happens so fast uh so shout out to sazy who's also on there rapping he's me and you go back and forth on the chorus uh he's from canada as well there you go you gotta you gotta check him out man he's super good he made a um really dope razor ramon track called okay. machismo and um and that's how I found him, and he's one of uh, Xavier Woods' favorite guys too. So, uh, so we're like, all right, he likes wrestling too. He got to get him on here. <laughs> so uh, he did his oh, thing, yeah. man. And um, talk about bucket list! Like every time it comes on, man, it never gets old. Like I'm I was going like, to stop. I got to stop everything. <laughs> I get tagged in it, you know. Every time he comes out on that's Twitter, awesome. they're like, oh, "Oh my god, it's Mega Ran. I can't believe like once I hear that voice, I go crazy." And I'm like, man, so. I got to hear it in person at Survivor Series, and it's just like, man, even though like they gave him like a 10-second intro sure. <laughs> at Survivor Series, yeah, yeah. but still, man, it was just like unreal to be able to be sitting in the stands and hearing my voice blast out to freaking, you know, 20,000 people. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, man, I got shot out the woods, man. Like, he didn't have to give me that that look, man, but um, he did, and I was like, I'm determined to make the most of it. And uh, so, yeah, man, that is... Surely a bucket list. I, I keep thinking my bucket list is completely scratched off, you know, like there's nothing left on it. Shit. And then we every year it seems we find yeah, something, something new where you're like, oh, well, I bet you never did this. 
all right so that's what man kids keep dreaming you just <laughs> never know man you know what i mean like come on man i've watched wrestling my entire life right? my entire life and now i'm on smackdown every week like that's nuts like you know what i'm saying so it, it was just an amazing amazing opportunity so uh and i'm glad people like the song it's been getting really good feedback you know and again speaking of horns you see what i mean the horns is what makes mm-hmm. a hip-hop song pop man yes it does <laughs> man it, 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 it just brings it to another level it feels so like royal and regal yes know? exactly sure. exactly so did you get to hear the beat first or did you just uh, write it and then su- submit it and then they uh, mixed it together no they sent me a beat okay um okay. They sent me a beat and they were like, oh, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, it's great. Like, it just sounds really cool. And then I started writing some ideas down and then it just came away from there. But yeah, I got the beat on Monday. And so they must have already been working on it, you know, because they came, it came fast. And, um, and I was like, all right, well, then I'll get to work. Luckily, I had a session on Wednesday. I usually go in the studio on Wednesdays. And so that was, it just worked out, you know, where I was like, I have time to record this and I'm going to make it, make it pop, make it really good. And, uh, and we did. So I, because it's a WWE and there's a juggernaut, I assume they have the rights to the, to this track, but are you allowed to like perform it? Are you allowed to do other stuff with it? Oh, I better be, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I didn't really, I, I performed it on, I haven't actually played it in person yet because okay. i haven't been out uh since then but i have a show next week so i'm, I'm definitely playing it there okay, okay. um but yeah as far as i know i mean <laughs> now you're gonna make me like look back like oh, let me read this paperwork like, i mean uh, but we're not gonna you know like let's not uh i won't sugarcoat the fact that yes wwe owns the song for sure right like course. to the point where like I just wanted them to mention me, like on Spotify and stuff. I was like, "Yo, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do me like the Bianca Belair song or the whoever song where you don't even know who's singing." Right? You know what I mean? I don't know who's rapping the Street Profit song. Like, That's I don't true. know who's on the the AJ Styles song. Like, yes. I don't know. So yeah, I was right. just like, man, the first time I heard it, I was like, is that DMX? Like, is that this person? <laughs> like, you just start guessing. True. Like, who's singing on this? So if it's not the actual wrestler. A lot of times you don't know. So I just asked and asked and I was like, guys, like no matter what you do, please, can you just put featuring Mega Rant? Like that would make my, my life. That's all. Just, just put my name. Cause I don't want people to be like, I think that's him, but I don't know. Or, <laughs> right. Or if I say that's me and people are like, that's not you. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it says it right there. Like I am, I'm in the universe. I'm, I'm canon at this point. And, uh, it's, it's amazing. So they even came out to it at the last pay-per-view, the, the day yes, one, the day one, one. Yep. which I did not expect, you know, like as the new day, that's right his music and i, uh, I was like what you know so it, it was like a, a pleasant surprise so anytime i hear it i just i pop i go nuts so but yeah they own it all you're like there you, you know, go I, I was um i would say what do they call it uh, um a work for hire you know what i mean gotcha. like i was a, i was a hired act up as a part of this this uh song sure. so that's kind of how that works like they asked me to do it i did it but it's their song. <laughs> That's awesome. And also, earlier in the year, you worked for their competition, AEW. So, my friend, you got to work for the two yeah. major promotions in 2021. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this isn't the first time, actually. I mean, okay. the same year that I did the, um, uh, I guess it was two years ago, I did a, a song for All Out for AEW. And, um, and I also did... Uh, more things that didn't actually come to fruition sure. for WWE. Um, so I, I, I always I pitch songs all the time. Okay, you okay, know that's kind of what I do. And it's, it's, I'm in a good spot. I'm a free agent. You know what I mean? You're like, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, I'm Brock Lesnar. I get to do whatever I want. You know, so I love it because <laughs> the worst thing I would uh, want is that someone telling me like what I can't do. You know uh, what I mean? Like if someone course. was like, "Hey, hey, we don't want you to work for them." Like I kind of hope that day happens because then I can be like. Mm, what's it worth to you, ah, you know? um and then you have negotiating power but true. now like as of right now i have friends and fans you know at all the major companies which mm-hmm. is awesome you know like so uh cool. the year before that 28 no, 2018 was that 20 it was 2018 when i did the ring of honor song um right. and that year i was able to get you know, I was lucky enough to be working for Ring of Honor, working for AEW, and working for WWE at the same time. Yeah. So I was like, um, 
did you hear the story of Rick Rude? How like Rick Rude is the only person to ever appear on Raw and Nitro at the same, same time. Day. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so that's kind of like me, you know, but um, it's a, it's an awesome feeling, man, to be a part of these, like, uh, you know, it just shows me that, man, like anything's possible, especially with the internet. Like right? if you are a fan of something, like everybody is one tweet, one message, one Instagram post, like one tag away. And it's like, somebody could easily hear you and be a fan and you just never know it. And so this is how it happened. Well, for me, I mean, I was very lucky. Xavier Woods, you know, wound up being a fan of mine and then telling other people like Kenny Omega and other guys like, Hey man, you got to check Mega Ran out. And then Kenny being like, Oh snap, he's really good. You know? So it's been, it's been like a really, really cool like thing. And um, yeah, it just shows me that anything's possible because like, I never thought that this would be a thing that I could do, you know? And, uh, and now I'm, I'm, Brock Lesnar. I get to be a a free agent, you know, but yeah, I actually, like I said, I kind of wouldn't mind for that. The moment to come where one of them is like, Hey, uh, what will it take? What will it take to like lock you down? You know? And I'm like, all right, well let's talk. Let's let's, let's make it happen. You know? Um, because, but as of right now, like I really enjoy like being a free agent. Like I can, I can do cool projects for anybody at any time. And, you know, I'm not tied to like, any sort of weird like brand allegiance you know what i mean like no i'm just a fan of wrestling you know yeah there you go and again you're you're being way too humble yeah it's luck but like you said if you didn't have talent if people didn't like your shit they wouldn't be calling you back you know what i mean so you can like and and this is what warps a lot of like the young people nowadays they don't understand like the work ethic behind at least in my opinion they don't understand like the work ethic they think that hey i created something i put it out there it's going to become the biggest thing since sliced bread. And if it doesn't, I quit tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? And it's not only being able to reach out to someone, it's able to provide and provide consistently. That's what I find nowadays, especially. It's so true. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it's a generational thing. Like like kids today don't necessarily want to work as hard or if they just, you know, they're just trying different ways to make those things happen. But yeah, people say, oh, good things come to those who wait. And I'm like, I couldn't disagree more. Like, I feel like good things come to those who hustle. Yep. You know, like, Thank you, you got to be working, man. And uh, like, no one's going to just pl- pluck you out of obscurity anymore. Like, those days are, are over. done. Like, yes. Thank you. You know, in music, it used to happen that way. Like, oh, my gosh, I just heard this guy singing in a, in right? a mall. And I hired him and we signed him and he became freaking Justin Bieber. Like, it just doesn't Perfect happen example. anymore. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's, it doesn't not happen that way you got to be working and these labels these big companies they want to see that you are you know consistently working and putting giving out the good stuff before they give you a chance so gotta work gotta grind and you have to have multiple hats too you can't be a one one show pony as as they say like like in my case i'm just a (laughs) podcaster so i'm not going to become the next joe rogan so to speak and the only reason why i say joe rogan is because he's at the top but like like like, you know what i mean you have to have like most people have a pod like like yourself look how many hats you wear other people are like podcasts comedians this act whatever whatever like it's hard unless you're like the wing gretzky of whatever you're doing it's like you know what i mean it's almost impossible to make it on just the one thing alone now yeah, I had that was my biggest piece of advice when I I quit oh. my job to make music full time. Okay. One of my mentors, I asked him. I said, you know, what's what's like some of the secrets? And he's like, man, you gotta have multiple streams, like multiple hustles. I like you so, have yeah. to do more than one thing. He's like, people who just just rap or just make beats are are almost a dime a dozen. So you have to be, and he said, related to that, he said, you have to be a yes man. And I was like, what do you mean a yes man? He's like, no, no, you got to be a utility guy. So when somebody says, hey, man, I need somebody to edit a video, you can be like, I can do that. And someone says, hey, man, I need somebody that can just record a jingle for me. Oh, I can do that. (laughs) I need somebody who can, you know, mix this or, you know, just is funny on 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 camera. Oh, I can do that. And like any... That's it. Like being able to say yes to anything. Nobody sure. wants somebody around who's like, man, I don't know how to do that. Or I don't know. It's true. I don't know. You know, like a person who just is like, you know, I guess I hate to say useless, but, you know, but I think it's most important to be useful, you know, in any situation. And there's a term, there's a saying, if you're not useful, you're useless. And I don't know if that's true, but in some cases it is, you know, if you're not a benefit, to your situation that you're in if you're just the person who's just reaching out like gimme 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 then you're not gonna move forward 
That is true. And you have to be able to fall on your face and learn from your mistakes. I, that's my biggest thing that I tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared that's to real. trip because you don't learn to walk unless you trip once or twice, right? Man, there's so many friends I know who are like, man, at the beginning of pandemic, okay. I'm going to start a podcast. Right. I'm going to start streaming on Twitch. Sure. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. I'm like, just do it. Oh, I got to wait till I get the right camera. Oh, I got to <laughs> wait till I get the... See the excuses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Like, just do it. You know, start where you are. You know, because then you can improve and you can even go back and see your improvement in real time, you know? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Yeah, I know, it's so true. Us old men sitting on our high horse, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, sticking to wrestling still, you got to a ring announce for GCW and FSW this year as well. Or this past year, sorry. I did, man. That was... uh during WrestleMania weekend and okay. during SummerSlam weekend. Nice. And, uh, and GCW had an awesome show called For the Culture. Um, AJ Gray put it together. And he had some of the, like, like, it's so funny. Like, since that show, so many of these guys have gone on to so many great things. And some of them were already great. You know, he had Leo yeah. Rush on there. He had JTG on there from Primetime. Yeah. He had Two Cold Scorpio on wow. there. Wow. Rich Swan, you know, Impact Champion. Like, you had yeah. so many accomplished guys. They had up-and-comers who have become stars, you know. Uh, Lee Moriarty, who mm-hmm. just got signed to AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darius Lockhart. Uh, Willow Nightingale. Like, so many stars were on this show. Nice. And, um, and I got to announce it, which was my first gig. And, like, uh, talk about nervous, you know. Really? Like, doing... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't screw up. And, I guess, sure, yeah. You know... And in that, there's a lot of room to screw up. Like, uh, of course. okay, so think about it. You're a you're a ring announcer, so okay. your job is to come into the ring yeah, yeah. and announce that person to the ring exactly the way they want you to say their introduction. Sure. So you have to pronounce their name right. Yeah. You have to get their all their stats right. Yeah. Sometimes you got to say it at the right point when the music drops, so that you know they get the the most effect and biggest pop. You know. Um, I had to go around. It took me maybe about an hour before the show, just talking to each wrestler okay. and making notes. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to write down on my cards, like, oh, hey, where are you from? Yeah. What do they call you? What's your weight? Where do you, you know, like, what do you like to say? What do you like to say? And man, everybody was so nice, though. I'm really glad. But like, okay. I didn't know these guys. Like, right. I knew the big names, but so many of them I didn't know. Okay. So I had to be like, can you help me find out who, <laughs> you know, Trey Lamar is? Cause I don't know, you know, and then they were like, Oh yeah, he's right over there. You know, and everybody, for the most part, there's one guy on that bill that wasn't super nice to me, but everybody else was very cool. And they were just like, Oh man, so you got to say it like this. And yeah. when I get out, you hold this, <laughs> bill, ah, you know, what I mean? like, awesome. like it was so fun, you know, cool. but, but nerve wracking. Cause now I got like seven, three by five cards and i'm just like oh, what's that uh, oh you changed the order no you know, like what what do you mean you changed the order of the show and man i get out there right. and i messed up on one i don't know if anybody really noticed okay. what the wrestler did and I, I won't forget him now his name's trey lamar and um <laughs> i said from orlando florida he looked okay. at me like what oh, no. and i was like Ooh, he's no, that's that's his opponent. Uh, and, I, and I turned it around from Canton, Ohio. Okay, it's like, oh god, I totally oh, no. screwed up. But like, he was cool about it. But he there looked at go. me like, what? Fix that, man. You know, and I'm like I did. Sure, but sure. um, it was it was so nerve wracking because I had never done it before. Okay. You know, so like I'm stepping into their world. I can't mess up. Also, like you want to be Howard Finkel, but like you don't want to be Howard Finkel. You right? Can't. There's only you know, you want to be like, and, <laughs> and like, I can't like just jack the thing, you know, so you got to come up with your own style. You can't yeah. be uh, Michael Buffer. You know I was going to say mean? there's like, another one. Yeah. Yeah. You can be, let's get ready to rubble. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to find your own sound and it's like my literal first time doing it. So hardest thing of all those things on the list this yeah. year. I think that was the hardest because I just didn't know what I was doing, you know? And like, there wasn't anyone to show me like no training wheels. Um, the guy who got me the gig wasn't even there. So he was like Twitter DMing me like, all right, if you you got any questions, man, just DM me. I'm like, no man, like I'm going to be in the ring. I can't like DM you, like help. Um, but he sent me a bunch of notes to, uh, for each wrestler and you know but yeah that was the the to me the the most nerve-wracking of all those things oh my god that's so awesome to hear that that's pretty cool that you were nervous because again being a performer yourself and 
being in front of people and doing this for such a long time, you wouldn't think anything really phased you at this point in your career. Yeah, because like I'm okay with making like I'm okay with me looking bad, but okay. I don't want to make these guys. Oh, look bad. gotcha. You know I see. Like, okay, okay. If okay. I get out there and screw up, they'll be like, "You fucked up." Yeah, yeah, you know, or whatever. Sure. But like, if these guys don't, I'm trying to put them over. Like, I'm trying to That's make them true. look like a million bucks. And if I mess up at that, like, there could be repercussions for them so that's mainly what i'm my concern is i'm always like that like that's why i I release all my music myself and for the most part i haven't worked with a lot of labels and things because then you got somebody to blame it on if something doesn't go right and it's like nah man i want to i want to shoulder the blame and shoulder the load so that i know that if it goes right it's me and if it goes wrong it's me too you know i can't be like man it was the it was the guy in the mail room who like screwed up, you know, like I, I can't, I don't like passing the buck and making excuses, you know? No, I totally get it because the, the most nerve wracking thing for me, honestly, when I podcast is not talking, not conversation, not what we're doing now is the freaking goddamn intro. If I screw up again on the sponsors, cause <laughs> they're the ones who support the show or when yeah. I introduce the guest, I've only done it yeah. twice in over 260 episodes now or so where I screwed wow. up on, on the names at the beginning. And one was recent. It, it was uh, Kay Ghost. She was a contestant on The Circle on um, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And I said Kai because the way she spells it, it's K-A-I. I freaking watched the show and I could have sworn they kept calling her Kai on the show and not Kay. But she was a sweetheart about it. And she even said, she's okay. like, yeah, no, I'm an artist. I spelled it differently. I'm just trying to be different. Don't worry. Most people okay. call me that. But yeah, it, my heart just drops as soon as the guest looks at me and is like, that's not my name. I'm like, oh my God, what the oh. hell did I just do? And that's the beginning yeah. of the podcast. Now I got to sit here uh, with you for an hour when you think I don't right. know what I'm doing. And you oh. instantly, yeah, like you got bad vibes. Oh. Like, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, before we get to the worst story of the week and we wrap this up. You are a huge Star Wars fan, obviously. You've done tracks for Mandalorian and all that. Have you seen the first episode of Boba Fett? Because that's where we are once this recording is being done. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And? Uh, Man, talk about, like, nostalgia overload, man. Like, I felt felt like a kid again. Like, I really did. Like, I I can't even compare it to the, like, I love Mandalorian. But, like, I love Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) of course. That was everybody's favorite part of like Jedi and stuff. So like seeing like, I don't want to give anything away, but like just explaining so much in the first scene, you're just like, yes, <gasps> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, yes. Like I couldn't stop smiling. Me it was too. just like amazing. And then yep. I'm telling my wife, I'm like, you don't understand. Like I had all these toys. Like when they go into the cantina, like I had that toy. I had, yes. that, I had that guy. I had that guy. And she's like, really? <laughs> you had them all? I'm like, yeah, I did. Like the ships too. Like I had them all. <laughs> so like, so yeah, it was just amazing. Like to be able to, to like reminisce like that and just see like i never thought i'd see this like i know never. right you know what i mean like it's we're crazy. just never supposed to find out how he got out of this like pit like it's just, it's just i don't know and then like to see it on screen was just like oh, i could stop smiling so not a lot happened in the first episode but i mean that's expected i feel like these these shows are going to be like kind of slow burns and builds it's kind of how mandalorian was but yeah i, I expect it to be spectacular so um i'm super excited and who knows i just might be inspired enough to to take that really dope introduction theme and uh and maybe flip that into a into a beat because it's a really good theme it is and again that's everything with star wars related it's those themes again that orchestra feel that makes you just feel what you're watching and i don't know about you but in my case my wife she likes star wars but she's not like a huge fan and doesn't know the lore like i do so I find it, I actually like it better that she doesn't know it because now I could explain to her and show yeah. her that I, I hold an actual nerd card and like, look, I know all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And it, and it, again, it's the nostalgia because once I'm reminiscing and trying to tell her the story and everything, it's like it harkens back to when I used to watch him as a kid. Yep, absolutely. Man, I felt like, I feel like I said, I felt like I was 10 years old again. I was just like, I, I've, been, I've been waiting for this all my life. Like, no, right? no, like, hyperbole, you know? I was just like, I've, I've been waiting for this my entire life, <laughs> you know? It was insane, man. It really was. Oh, that's cool. Okay, ready for the worst story of the week, my friend? I'm ready. All right, well, you could probably relate to this one. Since being a new dad, I'm sure sleep <laughs> is worth more than gold at your place, like we mentioned at the top of the show, right? Mm-hmm. But how far would you go to get some sleep is my question. 
Well, oh. I mean, these days, <laughs> I'll do I'll do whatever I have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week's story comes from Hong Kong, where they just launched a new sleep service for people who are sleep deprived. So, it's a double-decker bus that drives around Hong Kong for five hours so people can sleep. The ride's approximately 47 miles, and it's dubbed the five-hour bus tour. Wow. So, you get on the bus and you sleep. That's it. Pretty much it. So, the price varies from like 13 to 51 dollars american depending on what level you want to sleep on if you want a window seat whatever whatever they also provide a goodie bag that includes an eye mask and earplugs so do you think people would buy tickets and support this well it sounds a little ridiculous i'm gonna just say but i do love sleep but this paying to sleep is crazy but if it was like okay um what if because i was reading that some countries like at jobs, they actually give you time to like take naps or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Like they give you like a siesta time. Exactly. So, if a job was like, "All right, at your at your siesta time, go out <laughs> and you you hop on the bus, you know, and we'll see you in a little bit," I can see that. But a five hour bus ride, mm, I no, like I, I don't understand it at all. But now that I'm you know a bit sleep deprived myself. Like, I'd pay $13 for, like, a good sleep. So, like, they got beds. They got, like, you know, uh, the eye masks. They got, right. I, you know, I would try it at least once. I would. I would, you know. And sometimes it's not even about the sleep. It's just about, like, the rest. You know what I mean? Like, there just sitting down, sitting still, sure. maybe eyes closed, and resting. You know, like, that could be really important and, and recharge you as well. Of course. So, I would try it at least once. But it, it is a little ridiculous. <laughs> Well, it's not so ridiculous, my friend. It's sold out. The first pair of tickets or first release set of tickets all sold out and has been sold out ever since. What? That's yes. so strange. So, the, like I said, the first order is completely sold out. With people, th- this is where it gets crazy too. They're all into this. They must be really sleep deprived in Hong Kong apparently. People brought their own blankets, their own pillows. People even were seen br- uh, coming on with slippers and pajamas, like as if it's like, you know, real bedtime and everything. I could just picture, even with the old school wow. hat that people used yeah, to wear back little, in the night, night, night Exactly. Oh, so it, uh, this is a complete wow. success. And and here's the so kicker maybe too. it's just, uh, you know, I don't necessarily, I haven't been to Hong Kong, but I know that it's a very business-like, you know, city. Yeah. And so everything is hustle and bustle, constantly moving. So maybe people would, like I bet Japan would probably do this too. Um, you know, places where you just work a lot. And so, like, people do value their sleep. And so, that is wild. I don't think it would sell out in America, but you get a few people on it. Well, and well, here's the other thing. I guess they weren't thinking it was going to sell out. So, it's still dubbed a bus tour. So, it still stops off at, like, touristy locations. So, if you do want to still go on as a regular tourist, you still can't take it as that, too. So, just in case people don't want to sleep. So, I guess they covered their bases. It's pretty, thinking about it, it's not a bad idea, right? I mean, it's not a bad, if, apparently, clearly, it's not a bad idea if, if it's, they had a market for it. Yeah. Like, so what do I know? Like, I am, I, I would have, I would have missed the boat on this business venture. If somebody <laughs> would have came to me like, hey, man, help me, help me fund the sleep bus. So I'd be like, that's dumb. But what do you know? Um, it's interesting, though, because, you know, they must really, really need sleep. Right. Well, Thank you very much, Mayran, for coming aboard today. It was a pleasure talking to you, catching up again. It's always fun. Plug your shit. Anytime. Anything you want to promote where people can find you, floor is all yours. Uh, anytime. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, you can get my new book. Um, you can get hard copies, and you can get the Audible version at dreammasterbook.com. You can also go to mayran.com slash shows for tour dates. You can find me on Spotify. I'm on Twitch three, four times a week playing video games and chatting. And uh, I'm on Patreon doing two new songs a month. That's patreon.com slash Megaran. Or get me on Twitter at Megaran, which looks like Meg Ryan when you're looking at it real closely and not paying attention. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, because it's like the capital R. But it's not. It's Megaran. That's it. And that's my, that's my plug. <laughs> oh, and you can find myself on Twitter 
under Finger Styles and on Instagram under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because what helps them almost definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please always rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Two last questions before I let you go, my friend. All right. What video game are you looking forward to playing most in 2022? Uh, I'm really looking forward to that new Horizon on oh, PS5. Okay, okay. Um, that looks good. Um, also, I don't know if it's coming, but a, a new Zelda Breath of the Wild on Switch would sure. be great. I hope that comes out. Um, yeah, that, those are my picks. And wrestling related, who do you think, both women and male, who's going to win the Rumble this year? the rumble for the men there you go and then i think bailey comes back and surprises and wins good show for the women <laughs> that's awesome on that note he's megaran i'm steve this is the podcast peace peace